Welcome back, everyone, to Apologetics for Tweens. I'm Tom Griffin. In this episode, we are going to conclude our discussion about some of the things related to truth by asking the most important question related to truth. Could all religions be true? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for everything you do for us and all our blessings. And I pray that all those who need to hear this message will find the truth, believe in you, and maintain that belief for life. For those who don't know you yet, I pray that you'll open their eyes and influence them to become seekers and find the Holy Spirit waiting for them. Please bless this lesson and let your word speak through me that everyone needs to hear. Amen. Have you ever heard someone say that all roads lead to heaven? Or that all religions worship the one God, but maybe just in different ways? These claims have been made by some famous political and media personalities, and many people listen and believe in them, and therefore the claim. The claim is the idea that any beliefs about God are all valid, regardless of the God you worship. They're all just different views of the same God. Christianity is often derided and criticized for the exclusive truth claim that only Christianity is true. We're painted as bigots, narrow-minded, discriminatory, arrogant, and mean. It's important to understand this topic because it is a way of silencing us by trying to make us feel bad and guilty. What we learned about truth so far helps us easily answer this question, but we have to learn to deliver the answer in a kind and gentle and loving way. If we maintain an attitude that smells of arrogance or condescension, we will defeat our whole purpose of showing love for others. Because of the universal law of non-contradiction, two things that teach opposites cannot both be true. This is not a Western version of logic. There's no Western or Eastern version. It's just logic. It's the way logic works for everyone, regardless of the culture. In fact, because Christianity makes exclusive truth claims and is the only belief system that claims Jesus is God and that salvation is from grace through faith, those beliefs alone put us in an exclusive category for comparison with other belief systems. God has made it easy for us to know the answer to the question, could all religions be true? A former president stated that all religions can be true because they teach so many similar concepts, such as do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and love others as you love yourself. And that is true, but the fallacy with this conclusion is that it is not the way we compare two things. We don't compare two things based on looking for similarities. We compare them based on looking for differences to see if they are the same or different. Do you recall when you were a child and had two similar pictures to look at and had to see what was different about them? You don't determine they're different by the similarities, but rather only by what you find that's different. All religions cannot be true because they teach opposites. The way you compare religions is not by their similarities, but whether they teach the same doctrine or core beliefs. Doctrine merely means core beliefs, and that for all religions, they have to do with the nature of God, 
the nature of man, the nature of Jesus, sin, salvation, heaven, and hell. When you examine these core beliefs, you will discover that they all contradict each other. And because they contradict, they cannot all be true. When you further investigate, if one can be found to be true, then the others are false. Now, it could be that all of them are false, but it cannot be that all are true. So if Christianity is true, then the others are false. That is not bigotry or being mean. It's how truth and the law of non-contradiction work. In fact, since Christianity has the most evidence to examine and does have exclusive claims, it's the easiest way to investigate the claim that all religions could be true. And that's where on, what we're on a mission to do. We're in the process of examining whether Christianity is true by looking at all the major lines of evidence and questions and addressing criticisms about it. It's a cumulative case for the truth of Christianity and does not rely on any one piece of evidence that may not be conclusive. For example, if we only had one piece of evidence that perhaps we would say is more than likely to be true, that may not be sufficient to show Christianity is true for some people. But if we have dozens of lines of evidence that are all more likely to be true than false, you could assign probabilities and actually come up with a percentage estimate. There are statistical and mathematical probabilities professionals who do something similar for a living, although I haven't specifically seen one done for the probability of Christianity. But let's take a general look at the idea of probabilities about Christianity, just to get an idea of how it might work. Let's say we have five lines of evidence that we can assess that are the following probabilities. 50%, 55%, 60%, 60%, You can decide your own percentages to each particular line of evidence as we go through this series and decide how compelling it is, but let's just suppose this, suppose this is right for each of those. What do we do with the percentages to determine the estimated probability? We multiply them, and the answer for those percentages is 69%. So in this simple example that I gave, hypothetically, there is a 69% probability that Christianity is true. That's another way of saying it's more than likely true, and anyone can do their own assignments and measurements. If we find at the end of our journey that we can say Christianity is more likely true than false, then based on the unchanging universal law of non-contradiction, it means that the other belief systems that teach the opposites are more than likely not true. To support our belief in Christianity, we only need to assess that it is more likely true than false. There's no particular bar or downside because there's no harm in your belief. One last thing, we recently discussed certainty. We don't have to have certainty about something to believe it is true. We can base it on the facts and history. If this were not the case, no one would leave the house even. Do you have certainty that you'll not get in a car accident today? or that someone might randomly mug you, or hurt you, or even shoot you? Do you have certainty that the elevator in your building will work properly? 
Do you have certainty that you'll not be fired from your job today? Take a look at our system of justice. Twelve people on a jury have to decide if someone is innocent or guilty based on the facts. Do they have certainty? No. But it is the only way to come to a conclusion, and by reviewing and assessing the facts of the case, each person must make a decision. They can say, I don't know, but that does not avoid the decision they have to make. Actually, I don't know was a decision to not be found guilty, so it is still a, a decision. There are very few things, if any, that we have certainty about. Yet we live our lives based on the probabilities and expectations of things based on your assessments. Based on the evidence that will be presented through the entirety of this podcast series, you'll have to make a judgment if there's sufficient evidence to make the claim that Christianity is most likely true and whether to believe it. I assure you there is such sufficient evidence, but each of you has to make your own decision. Don't ever think this is a kind of important decision or maybe not so important and you can put it off. It's the most important decision you can ever make because actually it is a life or death decision about eternal life with Jesus or eternal separation from him. You can make the right decision and make it as soon as possible. Don't wait. Until next time, take care. Thank you.